Sinister Myth. How stories we tell perpetuate violence. Keywords is a series of mini-podcasts which unpack terms and ideas important for thinking about violence prevention. It is supported by an Ohio State Affordable Learning Exchange Grant and is created by Zoe Brigley-Thompson and Brendan Walsh. So today, our keyword is gaslighting. And we want to talk about the origins of the term, the different aspects of gaslighting, and also about political gaslighting. What do you think of when you think of, of gaslighting? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I think I think of the like classic psychological definition of gaslighting, where someone is fed certain lies and like untruths to a point where they start questioning their own belief and their own grasp of reality. Yes, totally. And whenever I try to explain it to people, I always go back to the origins of the term, mm-hmm. um, which comes from a play called Gaslight by Patrick Hamilton. And it was made into a film directed by George Cukor and starring Ingrid Bergman. And it's a very creepy film, mm-hmm. very creepy. And basically, it's a husband and wife And the husband is playing these very creepy and peculiar mind games with his wife. And one of the things that he does is late at night, he turns down the gas lights. And Mm -hmm. the wife says to him, you know, I'm sure the gas lights are are dimmer than usual. And and he he turns back to her and says, darling, you're you're wrong. You know, you're completely wrong. There's nothing wrong with the gas lights. There's something wrong with you, basically. Mm -hmm. And she starts to, to question her own sanity and stuff is there something wrong with me? Right. And, and actually, all the time, he's very intentionally doing this to, to make her question herself. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And I think we all have times, right, where someone might not remember something the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. That happens often. Oh, yeah. And that's not exactly gaslighting because memories are funny things. Sometimes, you know, I've had people say to me, oh, you said this. I think I have no memory. Mm-hmm. I have no memory mm-hmm. of saying yeah. that, yeah. you know. So it, that, that happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. But this is different because it's intentional right. and it's a pattern right. to try and break someone down. Right. Yeah. And, um, like, speaking of just gaslighting, like, it, it, it exists both on, like, one-on-one relationships and also like at a a larger institutional level and both are just as pervasive and both intentional and kind of breaking down that idea of self-assuredness in a person or a group of people and minorities. Mm. It can feel like gaslighting um, if you make a complaint about something and Sarah Ahmed has written profusely about this you know Mm -hmm. the idea that you complain about something and you're treated as though you're making a fuss about nothing that Mm -hmm. it's you that's a problem and not the thing that's happened to you Mm -hmm. so you're right I think that sometimes institutions actually commit a kind of gaslighting and it's interesting to think about how on the level of personal relationships there are a number of different strategies that are used in thinking about gaslighting, you mentioned lying, so right. outright lies, right. you know, like the the husband in Gaslight who says, you know, that there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with yeah. the gaslights yeah. when he's yeah. been going around turning them down. Mm-hmm. There's also often a kind of pattern of repetition, so saying the same things over and over again to the person, repeating the fact that they're wrong mm-hmm. all the time. And the idea is to wear that person down, 
but eventually they'll be worn down by it. If you say it enough times, they'll start to believe that it's true. Mm-hmm. But often abusers who use gaslighting won't be like that the whole time. And sometimes they'll give false hopes and they'll actually right. be quite kind and, and, and nice for a while mm-hmm. before returning to the old patterns. Yeah. And ultimately, it's all about domination and control mm-hmm. of that person mm-hmm. and, and having that person absolutely under their command. Right. Yeah. And I, I think kind of going off of that, there's like um, this controlled doling out of approval. And that's almost like the secondary face of gaslighting where you have this this kind of build them up, break them down, build them up, break them down relationship. And it solidifies this idea of gaslighting, especially in the um, case of abusers and certain emotionally abusive relationships. And I think that's another thing that's important to recognize with gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it this way, and gaslighting being something that is used so often in abusive relationships, it's not hard to understand why it's very difficult for people mm-hmm. to recognize when they're being, you know, in an abusive relationship. And, you know, people often say, why don't they just leave? This Mm. is the old myth about Mm. it. That actually, if you wanted to, you could just walk out of the relationship and be fine. But something that's really significant in gaslighting is this sense of being dependent, making that victim dependent on the abuser so that they need that person Mm -hmm. they they need them on a really fundamental level and they feel like if they don't have that relationship then they're going to be in a really hard place Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because we were talking about institutions but we often see gaslighting used by politicians as well i don't know if you've noticed this Right. Yeah, I, I think like absolutely in the, the political climate we're in, there have been a number of examples of gaslighting where outright facts are denied. And it's not just the breakdown of sanity in a single person. I think it's it's getting to a point where it's the breakdown of truth across the board. And that relationship with truth is, I think, it's been destabilized in the current political environment. And I think that gaslighting is the core of how that breakdown is uh, coming about. Definitely. One aspect of that is this call for civility. Right. Very interesting Mm -hmm. that that very often when someone's making a criticism, there'll be a response which says, well, let's maintain civility. Mm -hmm. You know, and and what that actually means is is kind of downplaying or, or framing the person who made the criticism as not being reasonable, mm-hmm. as not necessarily having rationality and, and all those kind of qualities that we associate with being reasonable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting too. Yeah, yeah. It kind of preys on that idea of civility and it preys on this idea of politeness and the idea that someone needs to be polite and have this sort of polite discourse but we're seeing that even weaponized in kind of tandem with gaslighting and as another form of gaslighting to essentially oppress and silence people and destabilize that idea of truth. Mm. And I think ultimately the important thing is to try to make people aware that this is happening Mm because very often it's obscured. Mm -hmm. And whether that's in a personal relationship or whether that's in a relationship with an institution or whether that's in the way that we 
react to statements that are made in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, that if we can make people more aware of what gaslighting is, then they'll be able to negotiate it much better. Right, right. And I think that um, recognizing it is, after you understand it, much, much easier. But bridging that gap and uh, bringing awareness to the idea of gaslighting, I think is extremely important, especially given both the like political climate we're in, as well as the the just number of relationships that have, um, that have kind of been built upon this idea of gaslighting. And even though their severity may vary, it is pervasive and recognizing it becomes a lot more simple after kind of defining it and looking at these examples. 